The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery. Offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on this spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you on your own recovery journey. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. Today's episode is titled A Clean Slate. Clean slate for a new year. Did you ever feel like life would be so much better if you could just wipe the slate clean and start over? Well, you can do just that. In fact, you can start over anytime you decide. Our higher power gives us the ability to leave behind that which no longer serves us and move ahead in a new and better way. Today, we want to share our experience, strength, and hope on energizing your life by starting over anytime. Well, I love this topic of starting over. And I love how it says that we can do it any time, but let's face it, the new year is a wonderful time for starting over because yeah. it's like this, you know, it's like life gives us these opportunities, the beginning of a month, the beginning of a new year, um, when we have maybe a milestone birthday, though, sometimes those, those, um, you know, actual starting over points can be helpful, Uh, for us to sort of give us, you know, to give us more of a feeling of a clean slate. And it's so it's a really powerful time. It can be a very powerful time. Um, In unity churches across the country, you'll find that a lot of us are doing um, burning bowl services around the new year, as well as white stone ceremonies, and both of which are about releasing that which no longer serves us, releasing the old and ushering in the new. And they're very powerful ceremonies, powerful times for us to um, take advantage of if there's things that we want to um, 
start over with. But I also love the idea that we can start over anytime. So if you try to start something in the new year and it doesn't go so well, you don't have to wait till the following new year. You know, you can just declare a new start and start again. This is something I learned in 12-step recovery. Um, when people would say things like, if you're having a bad day, you can just start over. And I don't know if I'm slow on the uptake or what, but that was a revelation to me. You know, this idea that I could just stop, breathe, recalibrate, and start again. You know, that life gives us those do-overs. I don't have to stay invested in the bad day that I'm having or stay invested in, you know, whatever um, I'm, you know, whatever's not working the way I wanted it to. I can, I can create my own stop point and clean slate and begin again. And that can be really, um, really helpful for us. So again, the new year is a very powerful time for this and we should take advantage of it if there's things that we want to change, um, but we can do it anytime we want. Yeah, I like that. And also I'm glad you talked about the burning bowl and the white stone yeah. ceremony, the traditions that we have in, yeah. in the Unity Church. I also love those and have had many powerful experiences mm -hmm. being part of um, those annual rituals. I love the I love the burning bowl, the concept of fire, the idea yes. of sort of writing down that which I want, mm -hmm. which I'm now willing to release. I acknowledge it as something that I want to release and then uh, we use flash paper indoors. I mm -hmm. always think that's fun. You know, you just touch the corner of it to the candle and it goes up. In an I've instant. never used that. Oh, yeah. Flash paper it doesn't make any or it makes almost no smoke at really? all. Yeah, it's cool. And you can write on that. it with a pen. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, the idea of just letting go and starting over. Now, I have to say that uh, this can get filed under the easier said than done. Right. And I know that it's true that I can, that doesn't always mean that I can, you know, mm -hmm. the opportunities there, the door opens, whether I can walk through it or not on any given day is, an, is another question. And I have found that on this recovery path, as much as I would like to think that I have uh, conquered all of the troubling things in life. And if I'm feeling <laughs> really particularly together, and you know, and and optimistic is probably the best word uh, in life. It it feels like everything is is conquered and accomplished and released and all is well. But then uh, along comes the opposite experience, and that yes. has happened to me recently. Like yesterday, I was having a very difficult day, um, just being super irritable at everyone and everything uh, in the world. Just the people, though. The trees and the squirrels were not bothering me. It was well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and I know these principles. I live them. I teach them. But that doesn't mean that just because I know them and live them and teach them, I can snap my fingers and everything that is troubling to me just goes away. That's no. not how this works. The How it works is that I have, I know that I have a path forward to release these things and even if I can't do it in in that moment that I realize it, I know that it's possible and that it's coming. I, I learned something several years ago from a three-year-old 
So there's a, a, a little girl, three-year-old, who is the daughter of a friend of mine. And we were at some kind of function, a banquet or something like that. A big room, lots of people, everyone's eating dinner. And this little girl was having a very terrible, challenging day. You could <laughs> three-year-olds do. The three-year-old, right. Like the three-year-old and me, right? And so she's sitting there with like this scowl on her face, you know, just that said everything about where she where she was <laughs> and she just says and i'm gonna i'm gonna quote her she goes i'm having a angry day and i was like oh my gosh at three years old you can articulate that yeah I she got think, good parents i think i learned that three weeks ago yeah you know, maybe a little <laughs> longer but i thought wow what I just really felt like I learned something from that little kid. Like, yeah, if I'm having an angry day, I can just say I'm having an angry day. Yeah. That doesn't mean that I'm broken. The world's not broken. Exactly. It, I'm just having, I'm in a certain space and it's not yeah. going to last forever. Yeah. It wasn't here two days ago. It won't be here two days from now. But anyway, yeah. that concept of starting over, I guess what I'm saying is that I don't want you know, when we get together and talk about recovery to imply that all of these things are either instant or easy. They're no. not always easy. Sometimes things do come easily. And I find with, you know, the more that I practice the principles, the more often things will come easily. But just because that's happened sometimes doesn't mean it's always easy. Right. And those of us who have been walking this path for a long time, and I consider myself someone who, uh, has dedicated myself to leading what I call a spirit centered or God centered life. I'm all mm -hmm. in. I yeah. still have really difficult days where mm -hmm. everyone is, is frustrating. And I just, I, I did want to start over, but yeah. when I just want to like go to sleep and wake up again in the morning, start over, <laughs> that's yeah. a little harder. Well, that's what naps are for Dan. <laughs> there you go. I do it every afternoon. Let's <laughs> start over. <laughs> Yeah, so I love that little three-year-old and this idea of just naming it, you know, this is what's happening. I'm having an angry day yes. because we we create sometimes so much more trouble for ourselves by trying to resist it, you know, and I think sometimes unity teachings can get a little confusing because some might say, oh, well, if you, if you name it, you're just reaffirming it or whatever, and I don't believe that, you know, I, we need to, like, our teachings are not meant to... Um, to, you know, how can I describe this? So if you're having an angry day and you say, I'm angry, you're not affirming your anger. You're just stating what is, you know, I, I get the idea of, you know, our third principle in unity that what we hold in consciousness is what we tend to experience, what tends to outpicture, but this, so there's a line between that and spiritual bypassing. So spiritual bypassing would be, oh no, I'm not having an angry day. I'm not going to affirm that. I'm going to affirm I'm having a wonderful day. That's just baloney because right. we're human beings. We have bad days and there's nothing wrong with that. Now, are you going to stay in it for a week and affirm every day how angry you are? That's something different, you know, perhaps. Um, but to me, you know, we tread very dangerously close to spiritual bypassing when we think that we can just layer affirmations over our human experience and over our human feelings, Yeah. Um, which to me is moving into the territory of resisting. 
And what we resist persists, you know, we were talking about this before the show that, you know, when we have those days, to the extent that we can just let it be as it is, okay, I'm having a bad day. It's okay. I don't have to be happy, happy every single day of my life. That's not realistic. That's not human. You know, we, we are humans having a human experience. And the more that we can normalize our experience and allow ourselves to have bad days, to have uncomfortable feelings and be with them as much as possible, because let's face it, our instinct as addicts or alcoholics or whatever we are is to want to do something to get out of the feeling, to change it, you know? Um, and so sometimes if we can just accept that that's where we are and that's the kind of day we're having, that can actually go farther towards dissolving it than trying to resist it. So yes, and I love what you said about um, that. So we're talking sort of today about surrendering things and letting things go, right? Starting over. Um, and I like that you said this is not sort of a one and done. It's not an all or nothing. It's not like, okay, I have this thing and I'm going to let it go and boom, I'm done. Maybe with some of the less um, weighty things, but let me tell you, in my personal experience with the real, the real zingers, the, you know, the real core, as we would say in unity error thought, you know, my core, um, the, the self-talk, the negative image that, the, you know, uh, what am I trying to say, Dan? The, you know, those, the wounds, the core wounding, the yeah, my that's core a good issues, word. Right. That's a good those word things it. are tenacious little buggers. And, you know, would that I could just like affirm them away or, you know, just say, I let it go and it's gone. No. So you, you, <laughs> you're talking about the burning bowl. And I was thinking, man, I swear to you, I have sat there. Now the last couple of years, I've been more involved in leading the service so it hasn't been as much but before that I sat there for 25 years and probably tried to release the same thing every year you know like the same thing it's like here I am again with this you know now it's shifted and it's changed and it looks a little bit different but some of the same stuff and but I don't stop I'm at that burning bowl every year trying to release that same thing you know or a different layer of it a different component of it um so, you know, some of these things may go away really easily and some of them, they're, they're, they're things that we grapple with for a long time and we continue to let them go. We continue to surrender them to the best of our ability and we just keep at it. And my experience of these things has been the peeling away of layers. So my real core wounding, my core issues, I peel every time I do a burning bowl, every time I do some other sort of spiritual practice, I peel away another layer of it, you know, so it's not ineffectual, it's very um, effective, but it's, don't be surprised, I'm just saying, if this thing that you're trying to let go of doesn't just magically vanish, because some of these things are meant for us to grapple with for a long time. Now, maybe it's our ability to surrender as human beings. So I may feel I'm surrendering it, but I'm only surrendering a piece of it. That's okay. You know, the more we grow spiritually, the more we're able to surrender, the more we're able to let go of that, which no longer serves us. So just trying to say that if the thing doesn't go away immediately, it doesn't mean you did it wrong. Doesn't right. mean that 
um, that it's always going to be there or that it's, we just have to be persistent. We just keep at it. I mean, maybe some people have the experience that they come into the 12 step and they program and they do their fourth and fifth steps and they, you know, they ask God to remove their defects and poof, the defects are all gone. I don't that, know them. Yeah, I don't know them. That has <laughs> not been my experience. If, if they exist, I've never met them. And yeah. that's okay because we're yeah. human. We are meant to have imperfections. You know, and we and we have sayings that remind us of these things. Like one of my favorites, if I walk 10 miles into the woods, I got to walk 10 miles out. Yeah, I can't walk 10 miles in the woods and say, this sucks. I don't want to be here and snap my fingers and I'm out. Right? Yeah. I've got to unwind whatever it is that I wound up to get me in that place. Right. You know, and, and I'm, I'm reminded of how we uh, are careful to claim spiritual progress, not spiritual perfection. And I, I think as you were sharing, it occurred to me the importance of being able to tell our story, yeah. right? Am, am I tell, telling my story? Telling our story is an important part of healing. Now, if we stay stuck in the story, that's mm -hmm. not good because we want to be able to move forward from the story, but we can't move forward from it if we can't tell it. Yep. And if it hasn't really been heard, mm -hmm. and we might have to tell the same story a lot of times to walk yes. that 10 miles yes. out of the woods. And that's okay, because like you said, every telling of it is a peeling off of a, yeah. a layer. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it feels like, oh, man, why am I always dealing with the same thing? And, you know, in some ways I could be, but in other ways, like, wow, this is not nearly... This is not running my life like it used to run yes. my life. Yes. Now, you know, it periodically comes up when before it was like a major factor yeah. in my life experience. So, yes, spiritual progress. You know, I want to um, point out about this concept of starting over. Mm -hmm. It can be as simple as something like um, driving a different route to work or to home from work. You know, if I'm just feeling in a rut, just literally mm -hmm. go, you know, I always want to drive the fastest way. Well, why don't I just drive a, a different way? Route. Who cares if it takes a few more minutes or, mm. you know, I'll, I'll often want to eat at the same restaurants because you find the restaurants you like. And, and more than that, you find the menu item that you like at oh, that yes. restaurant. And so I'm in a town full of restaurants and I eat three things at three. Okay. Can I branch out a little bit? Uh, just for fun and, and see what happens. So it doesn't have to be a big deal, right? I used to think it'd have to be like a major epiphany life change. Right. And that can happen too, but it can be a very small thing. And yeah. what's that saying? Rome, it's not a 12 step saying, but Rome wasn't built in a day. Yes. Right. You know, the, I guess that in a way is the same thing as the, if I walk 10 miles into the woods, I got to walk 10 miles out. The upside is that I'm forming new habits forming new habits so if, if something upsetting happens instead of moving into my you know story about how people suck or whatever wherever it is my head wants to go when it when it gets angry i can instead like you said just recognize oh okay i'm having a hard time i know this feeling i know this this go this is really old this goes back really far for me of course it's not just gonna disappear but let me just sit with it and not resist it so that I can take one more step of progress, if you will. Because the longer that we do this stuff, it does get easier mm -hmm. in many ways. Mm -hmm. Even though we're never done, it's not as if we don't make progress. We do make progress. Absolutely. We're just not 
you know, we're not all of a sudden um, uh, enlightened beings that have no upset in our lives, right? We're, yeah. we're spiritual beings having a human, a human experience, experience, like you said. And so that human experience is filled with such opportunities. Yes. Yeah. Your thing about the restaurant just reminded me that we went the other day to that restaurant we took you guys to when you were out here and had those green enchiladas. Do you remember those? Oh, I, no, I so remember good. thinking I should have ordered what you ordered. Oh, I thought you did order that. Oh, yeah, they're so good. <laughs> Wish I could like FedEx you some. <laughs> yeah. So I like that you said about the small, um, the small steps, you know, it makes me think about, so, you know, when y'all are listening to this, we're in a new year and um, it's interesting how at the beginning of the year, the, this is just one example, but the gyms fill up, right? All of a sudden the gyms are just full. I remember when I used to belong to a gym, I'd be like, who are all these people? Get out of my gym, you know, because it's like That's all right. of a sudden in January, everyone is there. Yeah. And that's wonderful. People are, you know, making a, a commitment to to be in better health, whatever. That's great. But what happens every year, Dan? By February, they're gone. And they're still paying their membership for every month for the rest of the year. By I know. That's debit, why they right? figured that out. They're going to make yes. it by a year. But this is such an important um example or metaphor, I think, because often we try to make too much change or we try to bite off more than we can chew or we try, you know, we we try to change too much at once or we think we're going to, you know, we're going to completely revamp our lives. And that typically doesn't work real well. Um, so while the new year is a wonderful time for us to try out new behaviors, I think it's really important that we not try to take on too much and rather make small sustainable changes. So, you know, the one thing that we do need to stay 100% committed to is our sobriety, whether, whether that's abstinence from drugs or alcohol or food or whatever, not abstinence from food, but you know what I mean, whatever the thing is. Every day that we abstain from our primary addiction is a good day, whether we did anything else that day or not, right? Yes, we know right. that our sobriety always has to be absolutely first. But in addition to that, trying to make small, sustainable changes is much more effective than saying like, you know, okay, I'm going to, you know, I don't know, whatever, I'm going to you know, completely change my diet. I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to do all these things at once. By February, you're not going to be at the gym anymore. You're going to be one of those people that has stopped coming. So it's not as dramatic and exciting. And we like drama, right? But trying to make small, sustainable changes is a lot more effective in the long term. And if we mess up, we start again. It doesn't matter that it's now January 8th or January 28th or whatever it is. It doesn't, we don't have to wait till the next year to try again. We just start again the next day. But, but I think it's really important that we keep our, um, the changes that we're trying to make, that we keep them reasonable. Something that, so rather than setting ourselves up for failure, we want to set ourselves up for success right? Because success breeds more success. If I say, you know, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in January and I'm going to do all these things and it doesn't happen, then it's really easy for me to just throw in the towel and be like, well, forget it then. I'm not going to do any of it, 
right? But if I set more sustainable goals, like, you know, I'm going to eat a little bit healthier, I'm going to incorporate more vegetables into my diet this week, or I'm going to try to get to the gym a couple of times this week, or I'm going to get out for a walk in the fresh air, or whatever it is, then when we find ourselves actually doing those things, we can celebrate our our win right celebrate that i i did what i committed to and and feel good about it and it builds our self-esteem it builds our trust with ourselves it builds our ability to feel like yeah i can do this rather than setting an unrealistic goal failing right away and then just saying forget it all do you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah it reminds me of our one day at a time not yeah. all not everything right now which yeah. would be the opposite of one day at a time. And as as you describe that, I'm I'm remembering, I'm thinking, oh yeah, don't we get kind of grandiose where we want to just step up and make yeah. gigantic sweeping big changes and and what happens doesn't... to the people that you see do that? Well, it doesn't work they very well. They disappear, don't they? Right. So one day at a time is a better mantra than I'm gonna fix everything right now or yeah. I'm gonna like you listed, I'm going to do all of these things every day, starting as soon as I tell myself that I think, no, no, why, why don't you pick a thing? Because yeah. that incremental progress that you're talking about, that's, that's where real growth happens. Yes, absolutely. it happens in the things that I can manage to do every day, even if I only do them a little bit every day. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when I was learning to play the guitar, the teacher would always say, it's better for you to practice five minutes a day than one hour on Saturday. Yeah, because it's the everyday part yep. that makes a huge difference. Well, it's time to shift gears now and move into what we like to call recovery in a nutshell. This is when we try to summarize the pieces of all of this that we found most helpful in our recovery journeys. So, Reverend Michelle, if someone asked you, um, how do I start over? What is sort of letting go and beginning again? We haven't said it yet, but let go and let God, that's part of all this too, right? If someone asked, you know, how do I do that? I, I'm new. I don't get it. I feel overwhelmed. What would you say to them? Oh, goodness. I would say that, um, well, the third step prayer, which is a surrender prayer, was very powerful for me. And if you want to kind of shift some of the antiquated language, I think it has some vows or thighs or something in there that are a little weird, but you can kind of update the language a little. Um, that that practicing that third step, that releasing and letting go and 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 letting letting God work in our lives. So this is something that we have to do again and again and again. We don't just turn over our lives and it's done, right? We have to keep, because we turn it over and then we start taking it back piece by piece by piece, right? So I would say that make this surrender a part of your daily life. You know, use that third step prayer or another prayer that works for you. The point is, is to begin to surrender more and more pieces of our life to the higher power so that we are not trying to power through our own lives by our sheer force of our own will, thinking that we have to make everything happen. It, it's, it's moving out of that sort of forcing our way through to more of a relaxed, allowing, letting life unfold and allowing God, as we say, allowing God to be God in our lives. Um, we just keep, we, you know, you and I have a few years of sobriety and we have to surrender all the time, right? It's just, it's not a one and done. It's an ongoing process of surrendering more and more of our human will to the divine will, to the, to our higher self. 
um, and then learning to live our lives from that place, it works a lot better. Yeah, it works way better. That's exactly what I was thinking. And, and I love the word allow. You know, I'm allowing a new way to come forward. I'm willing to stop doing what I was doing before or surrender, as we might call it. I'm willing to let go and let God. So my answer would be along the lines of, um, you know, maybe I should just stop doing what's causing me so much trouble. Like you've heard that saying, if you're in a hole, stop digging. At least just stop digging, right? So it doesn't (laughs) get worse. And that idea that... uh, if I'm a hammer, everything's a nail, right? Because through the eyes of a hammer, all I can see is nails. Now, if I could just surrender and let go and be willing to say, okay, I'm open to a whole new way of doing things, a a new beginning. Um, Thinking of, of course, my higher power, that's who I would be or what I would be directing this to. Uh, Mm -hmm. I can begin again with practice. Yes. Yes, and you're not going to do it perfectly. That's why we keep doing it over and over right. and over. Perfection not required. Not going to happen. Well, as always, we have an affirmation for you. And our affirmation today is surrendering to the wisdom of my higher power. I can begin again in any moment. And once again, surrendering to the wisdom of my higher power. I can begin again in any moment. Well, it's happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another episode of Spirit of Recovery, and we are grateful that you have. We hope that you found something in all of our babbling today that you find genuinely helpful. We bless you wherever you are on your own recovery journey. And as always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. You can find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or you can email us at spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. Please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your own favorite podcast platform. We're so glad that you joined us today, and we hope you'll join us again. And until then, don't drink like my co-host. And please don't drink like my (laughs) co-host over the holidays. Oh, God, no. Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week.